Assimilate This, a podcast for players and fans of the Star Trek CCG. And now, here's your host, Daniel Madison. To Assimilate This, episode 11. Uh, I am your host, Daniel Madison, and today with me, my guest is Dan Hammond. Hello, Dan. Hi, how are we doing today? Doing good. Uh, good to be here. Dan, of course, is uh, one of the hosts of Section 31, and uh, a Tribbles and First Edition designer. Yes. And I just lost my video. <laughs> there we are. Uh, and uh, yeah, for those listening on the audio, um, we're doing this with Google Hangout today, so uh, it's going to be a, a different kind of show. Um, we're going to do sort of a Gen Con after action report. Uh, Dan kind of Dan had a pretty good report in his last episode, and uh, as I was listening, I realized that I we sort of uh, interacted oppositely. Like I went to a lot of the events that you didn't go to, or there were times where we were in opposite events. So I figured a report sort of from my perspective uh, would, would sort of fill in the blanks. Plus, uh, uh, we could talk a little, more, a little bit more about Continentals, which, of course, is, is you know, the, the big events of the show. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, um, I flew in on Wednesday night. And, uh, I was, uh, flight was delayed a little bit. I was a little late getting in, but, uh, I got there like just in time for the start of the 1E play test, which we cannot talk about. But I hear but it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. And, uh, I will say, I think it was a really good idea, you know, since all of those people were, you know, going to be in one place anyway, let's get them all in one room. And that was a great way to play test. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I liked it. Um, and, uh, after that, uh, you were hanging around and you said, I'm bored. Let's play some triples. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I had just, uh, Neil, Neil Timmons and I had caught a cab together with, uh, three folks from England. And uh, he had thoroughly destroyed me uh, in two weeks <laughs> while we were hanging out at the uh, at the bar waiting for other people to show up. And I sent a text to Charlie and said, "Hey, we're doing the, we're still doing the uh, doing the playtest thing. Why don't you guys come by?" And we got there just as everyone was wrapping up. So we sat down outside, and I gave out a bunch of tri- uh, triples decks, and we just started playing. So you weren't you weren't actually in the playtest part. Like I wasn't really paying attention when I first got there. Uh, having not met anybody yet, I didn't recognize anybody, so I was just kind of like, oh, I'll jump in and start playing. I think I played a game with, uh, we had like a couple of practice games, and I think I played a game with Amber, and I played a game with Sean O'Reilly. Basically all of the people that I actually recognized. (laughs) Um, I mean, I recognized Ken coming in, and I recognized uh, Michael I didn't recognize, but I heard his voice. Like I heard him over my shoulder. I'm like, Michael Van Bremen is here. <laughs> you know his voice from playing him online. That's right. That's yeah. that, that. That's like I think that's how I'm going to learn. Is I'm going to I'm going to pick out voices. But, uh, but yeah, we played some tribbles. Um, 
we had some games that we played outside, and I think there were some games in the uh, in the playtest room too. Yeah, yeah. Once uh, once everyone cleared out, we realized that we had the room, I guess, for the rest of the night. So we moved inside instead of sitting across those big wide coffee tables outside in the yeah. hall and sat down. And somebody came by and said, "Hey, want pizza?" <laughs> yes, somebody brought somebody dropped off a pizza, and it was like. It, it was like rabid dogs that had not eaten in, in days. Like, there's food? Pizza? What? <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. Well-timed, yeah. and thank you very much, Mystery uh, Pizza Angel, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah, I think – and uh, the games are fun. If I remember right, I, I was in three games just those, from those pickup games, and I think uh, I won one, and Sean won one, and I think Eric Robinette came in and won one. So it was like – Florida was well represented that night. <laughs> um, so uh, Thursday morning, um, I actually go to the schedule here. Thursday, yeah, Thursday started with the uh, ID draft, which I did not play in, and uh, revised, which I did play in because I was um, TDing. Uh, so. I was in the revised tournament. I've never played revised before, so I, I net decked. Actually, I took a page out of your book. I played the Deans. Nice. Um, and yeah, that was the last. That was the last deck I built before I flew out. So I just kind of threw a deck together that already existed, and uh, uh, I came in second in that event. So it nice. Was, it was fun. Was it three rounds? You get to play three times. It was three rounds. We had eight players. I went two and one, and uh, I think my tiebreaker was a head-to-head. So I, I don't remember who I beat. Now I beat Sean O'Reilly, and I beat somebody else, and I lost to Todd Soper. Uh, but yeah, that that was fun. It was uh, a little different. Format I hadn't tried before, and uh, nice to try out some, you know, quote unquote broken cards. Uh, you know, I'm, most of my experience is OTF, so I don't, I don't see a lot of those types of cards. So throwing out stuff like organ theft was fun. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I did in our revised tournament. I, I had played Vidians a few times, and we wanted to play revised locally. Just to, you know, just to try it out because you know you gotta you gotta test test the waters in different formats every once in a while, and uh, I did the same thing. I played played with Vians, played with uh, Organ Harvest. Man, that makes them go fast. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, they 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 did they flew out there. Um, I'm kind of thinking I might try revised locally. I have uh, a couple players that. Um, a lot of their physical collection uh, is Voyager and board cards because they ended up as as tournament prizes. They ended up with a booster box of each, so they have a lot of Delta Quadrant stuff. So they've got a Herogen deck and a Vidian deck, and and uh, my one friend in, in particular, Robert McGinty, he he builds a lot of Delta Quadrant decks, and then he'll look through and he'll be like, oh, wait, this is banned, and this is banned, and this is banned. And So I came to him after Gen Con, and I said, would you like to try a tournament where you can actually play some of those cards? <laughs> yeah. 
So we we may try that. He he sounded he sounded excited about it, so we, we may give that a try. I'm, I'm open still scares me, but that's the one that's fun. still on our bucket list is an open tournament. And yeah. uh, man, I, <laughs> I, you know our our local play group is probably we'll probably do the same thing we did for revised. We'll take a deck we like, we'll add one card in it that's banned, and you know <laughs> see how it goes. But right. it's just so wild west. We're all just kind of what do we do <laughs> yeah exactly i think if i ever did open it would be probably along the lines of a cool tournament or like some sort of uh achievement grab tournament yeah like i don't think we could just do straight open because yeah that's that's crazy uh so anyway uh after revised um i think the middle events i Took a, I took a few hours off. There was no TSD. I didn't jump into that. Um, there was an academy, but I didn't build a deck for that. So I took I took that time off and got to walk around, look at the dealer floor. Um, was that the day we found Troll and Toad, or was that the next day with the, the $10 boxes? I think it was the first day because I was buying those cards for backing for the, uh, the Tribbles cards. All the, yeah. the twelve triples decks I put together. I think you're right because I went back and checked like every day to see if they had had anything new after that first day, and I don't remember. I don't remember who found who found the boxes first. Um, Me. I, I, I found I found them in Origins actually. They had those boxes out there because they they always have that wall of you know get a thousand magic cards for ten dollars and. Yeah, they had a lot of different games, which was at, neat. At Origins, I saw, oh my god, Star Trek. Well, that's perfect. That's exactly what I need. There'll be a Gen Con. I can buy one of those. I'll have all the backings I need for everything. And uh, and so that's and I went, I went over there and bought it. But I bought one without the card on the front, thinking, well, I'll leave that up as an advertisement, because more people buying Star Trek cards is good, and I just got one of the regular boxes. Mm-hmm. Not smart. I think... <laughs> I I don't remember... I think I was looking through, I think Matt bought a box. I think that was the, the person who I was looking through and he had what looked like some good stuff in it. And I'm like, ah, I'll take a chance. I, I'm like 10 bucks for a thousand cards, even if it's nothing good, you know, it's like you said, it's backers. So I grabbed one. And, uh, once I realized what was in mine, Matt went running back to buy more. Ken went and bought a couple and, and they were pretty much gone that day. Uh, yeah, I, I thought about buying another one, but uh, I couldn't. I wouldn't have been able to carry any more back. I I brought so much stuff home from Gen Con that I don't think I could have fit another another card box. Uh, but yeah, mine was about about half the box was Black Border Premier, um, commons and uncommons, a few rares, you know, lesser rares like missions and. Uh, uh, couple of random personnel. Um, I had Black Border Riker on the front of my box, and I didn't realize somebody got a Black Border Picard, somebody had a Black Border Enterprise. I didn't see those, but when I came home and I looked at what cards I actually owned, it turned out I didn't have a Black Border Riker, so that's brilliant. I, I needed it. Nice. I had the other ones, so it actually worked out really well. Yeah, um, the rest of the stuff was... Um, was all first contact, lots of first contact. Um, 
lots of rares from first contact. There were a couple of board queens, both of the queen ships. Uh, there was a data, there was a Deanna. Um, there was a small stack of DS nine, but it was all uncommons. Uh, and there was a little bit of second edition premiere, which I thought was interesting because I've never seen two E in a, in a bulk box before. No. So that's interesting. That was kind of cool. My deck was, my box was about a third black border premiere and it was, there weren't any affiliated cards. Mm-hmm. I don't think there were a lot. No, it was it was dilemmas and events and interrupts and a few missions. Like like you got, I got a few, a handful of rares. I think it was like a warp core breach and um, none of the fun rare dilemmas. But um, I remember I was building a Enterprise E deck maybe maybe a year or two ago, mm-hmm. and uh, man, I knew TK was coming and I knew he was going to bring. Uh, uh, Captain Kavok, just to throw on the Enterprise on the first turn. So I played as many uh, Energy Vortex. Is that the one where your opponent plays a card, they have to take it back to hand and play a different card instead? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I played a bunch of those. I had like 12 of those in the deck, and I had to borrow a bunch of them. Well, now I've got more than enough to play that deck again. (laughs) (laughs) Because there were just a lot of nonsense in that box. That, that does sound like a TK trick. I, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the rest was the rest in the box was white border, which is perfect because I didn't I didn't blink at uh, covering a bunch of uh, triples, covering with a bunch of triple cards and giving them away. That was perfect. I, I've heard that I've heard the, that a lot from uh, from uh, my local players after a game with him. How, how'd the game go? Well, my only ship got stolen. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So yeah, I took I took those hours off, and that was fun getting to walk around the dealer room and explore that some. And then I came back for six o'clock, and I played block sealed. Uh, how did I do block sealed? Because I don't remember. I did not do well. I played six. I, I think I actually went two and one, but I was at the bottom of tiebreakers. So mm-hmm. yeah, six, sixth place out of ten. Um, we had a couple of new players in that. Uh, I think I drew, I drew the Romulan starter, but I, uh, threw in a Klingon outpost and a couple of random Klingons just to be different. All right. I, I happen to, yeah, I happen to get a Klingon outpost, uh, in, in, in the packs and so I threw it in there. I think I had the the Chajo and um, either Lursa or Vator, one of one of the one of the matching commanders, and just a couple of random things. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'll play those. I've got one, I've got one mission that has a Klingon icon and, that I threw in, you know, to avoid duplicating. I'm like, uh, I'll go throw those at the mission in red shirt, and then eventually I'll temporal micro wormhole one of them and attempt with my Romulans. So I think that actually worked one game. <laughs> well, I, my, I've been temporal micro-wormholing Romulans in my Vidian deck just because uh, I, I got to travel to the Alpha Quadrant and that, that, that wormhole mission has a Romulan icon on it. Sure. And I, I, I was paranoid that, uh, if you only have one guy and he dies, you're out of luck. But 
at least with Temporal Micro Wormhole, you can get Dr. Telekramor and download him when you need him. And mm-hmm. then I threw in, I think, Cyril, because he does a mission by himself. And sure, and you can use that ability twice. Yeah, yeah. And so you can have one of them running around attempting the mission. If he dies, you, you download or play the other one. And it hasn't... It, in, in all my games, it hasn't turned into I can't win because I lost all my Romulans. It's it's actually worked pretty well, and I've been surprised that I haven't been locked out because of that. It's a neat trick, and and I don't know. It was it was it was fun in in the sealed tournament when 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 you get given a starter. I don't know. I like to think outside the box. Uh, I've done that with with two E before. I I played two E sealed. I got a Romulan starter, but. In the packs, I had Bajor, so I threw Bajor in there, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, went after uh, Krasari Rendezvous. Here's an easier mission than what I've got. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I went 2-1. Um, so, all in all, that was 4-2 uh, yeah, for 1E. E. It was a fairly good day for me. And uh, played Tribbles at the end of the night. Um... I don't remember how I did in dribbles. I, I, after Wednesday, I, it, things kind of went downhill for me with dribbles. D- tell me, do you have uh, do you have a premium membership? I do. Have you seen the dashboard? Um, this yes. is kind of tangent, but uh, uh, I've been using it a lot lately, especially when I'm doing these recaps. Because if you go to trekccc.org/dashboard and if you're a premium member, it should pop up. Uh, it lists all your recent tournament activity right there. And that is awesome. See, I was looking at, like, I knew I was going to have to refer to something. I had the Gen Con, which is the schedule of events. Aha! Uh-huh. That's even cooler. So, it's also a great reminder to post decks, and, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yep. Oh, Thursday, I actually did do well. We had, uh, yeah, we had a, a 16, 16 player game, and we split into a couple of pods. And I made the, I made it to the top table in the second round, and then I placed fourth. So actually, that was that was pretty good. I think I, I won my I won my pie, and yeah, and placed fourth at the top table. Yep, there I am down at the bottom, fifteen out of sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, uh, Friday was the big day. Friday was two E Continentals. Uh, which of course is sort of our uh, our marquee event, and uh, I was running um, a TOS deck. Uh, I played it before. It's uh, it's based on a deck that uh, Chris Sons to be has played uh, and and came up with. It. It's TOS, a lot of movie guys, the four cost guys. Uh, and it solves a legendary civilization first. And so you get that done quickly. You put three people under, and hopefully your opponent puts more than three people under. Uh, you know, if you did it quickly enough. Uh, my biggest fear playing that deck is that I'm going to play against somebody and they're going to put under Julian Bashir and Waxana. You know, two six cost guy. <laughs> and they were in the deck, and they did not get into play before you saw that mission. So I was playing cadets when we played each other, and that was pretty brutal. You had Loxana, and okay. I killed her. Yeah, there you go. I, I specifically killed her with he wasn't nice, because I did not want that to happen. 
Yep. I was hoping, yeah, I was hoping that I'm like, well, you've got a lot of cadets. If I can solve this quickly, it's going to hurt. So I was trying to target the, uh, the higher cost. Uh, and that was the other thing. And that's part of why I didn't finish so well is I was running a kill pile and I've never played a kill pile before. And it showed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a lousy skill tracker. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I would have done a little better if I had uh, a standard pile or a pile I was more used to. But um, I think by the end of the day, uh, I had sort of adjusted for it. I'd gotten used to it a little a little better. And, uh, yeah, it, Worked against your deck. Uh, I think I just, just went say, after. I think I just went after mission skills, and uh, by the time you finished your cadet mission, you didn't have anybody left with skills. Nope, but that deck has a weakness, and that is, it's got cadets. Cadets are fast; they can really do that mission easily. And then they've got to scrape together uh, just the bottom of the barrel, what's left over. They've got. Yeah. I think I've got two or three people who have all the skills, but if they're gone, so I'm out of luck. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I've I've played that deck before, and I had the same thing happen to me, where like all of all of the people of a certain skill were gone, and I was just like, well, I may as well just stop now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but it, it it can be a it can be very fast out of the gate. Um, so I'm going to load this now and see who else I played. I. I had an earned buy, which was nice. First time I've gotten to cash in a buy. And, yeah, I ended up going two and three on the day. Three and three if you count the buy. I lost to Cristinati first, um, who was playing Starfleet. I think I think he had the same deck both days. If it, was, if it wasn't the same, it was very similar. And that's the deck that won. Mm-hmm. That ended up winning Continentals. Uh, I beat Michael Van Bremen. Um, it says he was running TNG, but I really don't remember anything about the deck. I don't remember... I played David Cook, and I don't remember his, his deck that well either. Uh, and I lost to Richard New, and I do remember his deck well because he was playing Ferengi. And he was able to spend a ton of counters and was able to play uh, Rega and Ulysses. Uh, and so he had uh, unstopping going on. He had untargeting going on. So yeah, that, that was not a fun, that was not a fun game for me. <laughs> a lot of wheels turning. Yeah. It, it's one of those decks that uh, is a little a little too complicated for me, which is why I don't play Borg often. Yeah, I hear so, that. yeah too many too many moving parts, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I finished barely three and three, and I was like, well, whatever. I didn't, you know, I didn't think I would uh, make it in there. It turned out I placed seventeenth out of thirty seven. And the 15th seed uh, was David Bowling, and he elected not to um, not to play day two because he was going to play one e. So 
I slid into 16th and made it into day two. And that was, that was fine with me. That was kind of my goal. Um, after seeing the 1E field, hmm. I'm kind of glad that I did that. <laughs> huh. Um, I, I heard how many board decks you faced. Oh, just over. And it wasn't like they were spaced out. It was, okay, play two games and then fork, fork, fork. <laughs> and, you know, I talked to, I talked to Michael Moskop and he played against four board decks. Oh, yikes. That, that, that's a grind. I don't think. Yeah, I I was glad. I I day two I won a game and then I lost a game and then I was done and I took a break for a few hours and I kept looking over to see what was going on with Oney and I saw Borg everywhere and I just know I would have been so drained after five games of that of having to figure out Borg decks over and over. Yeah. Uh. It, uh, I I don't envy you. <laughs> well, the the first game was a, the first game I played was really a back and forth. Uh, you know, he's doing things, I'm doing things, I'm running away, he's coming after me. We have a couple of battles, and I think I've I think I can pull it out. And then he, you know, moved on and, and took it out, took over. The second game, my opponent left me alone a little bit too much, and I was able to race past him. In the third game against bowling, it was space everywhere and I can't even move so there was nothing to do yeah yeah he was the only one that you played that was running multiple space missions right like it wasn't right. 12 space it was like 10 space 10 space and it wasn't earth I think it was uh, Kronos mm. so we could use uh, Galron as the counterpart go get a home world yeah yep get a planet in there that makes sense um yeah uh I think uh, I think Charlie said there were like nine board decks in the field out of thirty, and most of them did fairly well. I mean, you, you placed you placed eighth, and you were you know close to the top tables most of the day, so you were you know you were facing a lot of boards, so they they must have all done fairly well. Yeah, they were all uh, you know they will be coming. Uh, I'd say two out of the three. Uh, bowling's was rather obvious, but the other two could have been a Klingon deck, and then one the other one could have been a Federation deck. They were disguised pretty well. I like that. Uh, I don't. Uh, the dilemma dilemma piles I was using were not good against Borg, so that really didn't help me very much. Um, I think if I had a more traditional set instead of just going straight medical and science drain would have had a better shot, sure. but hey, they, they they played them well, and they were finely tuned. If there's one thing, there's one thing I was disappointed in the deck I was playing. I was playing a Klingon deck, and it had no business battling at all. <laughs> it was a bunch of weak, treachery people, and if if we started fighting, I was in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't go after the Borg. It was your... Uh, your Sorry, it was your your illegitimate leader deck, right? With yeah, the, uh, exactly. The Viridian solve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I like I like a good two mission win deck. Um, sure. But like I said, it it didn't have very many ships, so I couldn't you know keep flinging 
scout ships or whatever at board cubes that are trying to harness a particle and make everything blow up because that's that's what you got to do. Uh, you got to go harass them uh, yeah, so, they yeah. can't, so they can't get it done. Uh, I, I just couldn't compete. I, there were there were a couple of personnel battles and and I didn't. I don't think I even packed any hand weapons in the whole deck. Oh, wow. So they, it was it was not not built for that. I'm but looking at the deck good. list. Yeah. I see that I know of. I see Borg at third, fifth, ninth, and twelfth. What was Chris Castagnato playing? He was playing uh, Ferengi as well. Okay. Same as similar to Ken. As I Ken. think uh, their builds were very very similar. Okay, did so you catch any of that any of that game? I did not because I I went right in. By the time they were playing, I was in another event. Um, you know, day two, I had I had already washed out of uh, day two, and I took a couple hours, and I played... What did I play? Oh, I played um, Infinite Diversity. Nice. Yeah, I was I was in that. So I did not I did not see that game. I saw that they actually um, they actually played twice. They were in yeah. they were paired for the last round. And Chris actually won the last round. And he then, did. and it sounded like from from what I heard, the space line was definitely in Ken's favor in the finals, and it was definitely in Chris's favor in the in the in the last round. Uh, Ken had well in the, in the last round that I watched in the in the finals, uh, Chris's missions were at the far end of the space line, and Ken's were in the middle. And all the duplicates were in the middle. So if Chris wanted to do anything that wasn't a duplicate mission, he had to go a long ways. But um, in I, I've got uh, I've got I, I did the, the play-by-play, and I've got to post it. I was putting it together earlier, and I've got to I got to do a little more editing than I wanted to. But the first yeah, I'm move, looking forward to hearing that. The first move Ken did was he got to go first. So yeah. he he downloaded, you know, he played his free people, and then he moved all his non-aligns to the mission where they both had uh, a Ferengi trading post, he beamed all of his non-aligned people onto Chris's outpost and beat up his mission specialists <laughs> for a quick advantage. And that's it awesome. Was, and it, it really, it was, it was a, it was only a two personnel swing, but it really set the tone for the entire game. Sure. Uh, sure. Chris was on his heels right away and was kind of running away. They did a little ship battles, but it didn't really, I don't think any ships were blown up. I have to think back, but, a lot of people were killed on that outpost, and it made it so. If you wanted to report anybody, he had to have a ship there to beam them off right away. It was it was kind of brutal. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing the play by play on that. Ken is uh, having played him online. Ken is a very tough, very thoughtful opponent. Um, yeah. I mean, he 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 does. He thinks of everything. Like he tries to account for whatever whatever weaknesses a deck may have or, uh, you know, picking out weaknesses in yours and, and take, takes advantage. Yep. Yeah. It was fun to watch and I'll get that posted this week. I hope. Awesome. Um, I hope you like, uh, the sound of golf announcers. Cause I was kind of talking very quietly <laughs> into my phone. So that no one would hear me <laughs> still. Yeah. Still. I, I'd, I'd like to, uh, yeah, I'd like to hear how, how that played out. Um, but yeah, I, I was in a draft, uh, did I do anything else on Friday? Um, I don't think I did because 
day one took so long. Oh, that's have... right. I was in the uh, the sealed on Friday night. Now you get to play in a lot of of sealed deck. I think if there was one regret I had, I didn't play in any of the in the sealed deck events. Uh, everything yeah. I played directed. I was in uh, Friday night. I was in the the two E sealed. And actually, I, I wanted to talk about this because this was probably my favorite event of, of all of the ones I was in. And I was only in it one round. Um, okay. Well, I, uh, we, had, uh, we had some new players. We had, I think we had four new players, and one of them dropped after one round. So because I was running the event, I dropped also, so we would still have an even number. So I played one, and uh, and I just watched the the other three new players uh, sort of get adjusted to their decks and get a feel for for how two e games went. And they and, and they never played two e before. Uh, I don't think they've ever played Trek at all, one e or two e. I think it was the first time. Um, and they all did fairly well. They they caught on. Um, one player was one of the new players. Uh, her name was Monica. She went technically undefeated. Yeah. Uh, she had a modified win and two true ties. <laughs> two true true ties. Yeah. So yeah, she she did the best of of the three of them. Uh, they all sounded like they were having a lot of fun. They said they would definitely uh, keep playing. Um, Monica's already. Uh, set up on the forums. Um, they live in or near Chicago, uh, I think. So they've already been hooked up with a play group. That's a good group. Yeah, and uh, and we we showered them with prize support. We uh, Charlie had some extra. Uh, two E starters and two E boosters. Like he, he opened up two combo boxes and that was what we gave out for, you know, uh, for, for the sealed product. But he said, just give out the rest of this as, as prize support. I don't want to carry it home. So, you know, we made sure the new players got a lot of it. And then most of the other players gave theirs up to give to the new players as well. well that's cool. So they ended up, yeah, they ended up taking a ton of cards home. And and they were really excited about it. like they lit up with with everything that we were we were giving them and like that was probably that was my favorite moment like I haven't seen that kind of excitement from a new player in a long time. You know we've been talking about whether or not it's worth it to go out to Gen Con because of the expense and the tables and whether we should do an event. You know, move the event somewhere else, mm-hmm. like uh, you know Vegas or whatever. I know that's been thrown around, and I'd love to have an event in Vegas. But having a presence at Gen Con when there's so many gamers walking around looking for something to do, it, it's so important because it's you know we get we get new people, we get new play groups. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of it's that kind of experience, and that's that really sticks with you. And and yeah, I think of of those three, I think uh, I think they're going to stick around, and that's and that's. That's how we uh, we expand our community. Exactly, because it's only going to contract as people leave. We need to we need to get the new players in. Definitely, that's uh, that's a great way to get it. I I was I was kind of hoping to uh, that I could have played out that event because 
again, thinking outside the box, when I opened my my two e-cards, I had the Romulan starter and in the booster packs, I had both of the 50-point missions from Premiere. Huh. The uh, Hunt for DNA program and um, uh, whatever the other one's called, the space one. Pegasus Search? Yeah, Pegasus Search. So I made it a two-mission win deck. <laughs> <laughs> and did you get two missions in your first game? I did. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, I'm like, I'm just going to keep attempting with nine until they get through. <laughs> yeah, that's doing in, in sealed with this. The, the dilemma pool is so low. Might as well go for it. Yeah. 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 It was, it was fun. I won that, I won that first game and yeah, I would have liked to see how that played out, but it was, it was great working with the new players and, and letting, you know, letting them get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome event. Um, so yeah, so Saturday was day two for me. It was first edition for you. Um, day two, I I beat uh, Will Hoskin uh, in the top sixteen, and I believe he was running a Romulan deck. I think he had uh, he had a lot of. Uh, uh, it, it's a deck I've seen before. Like the, the Romulans are are kind of slow to get started, but once all the puzzle pieces are in place, it's very hard to slow them down when they actually get moving and start attempting missions because they've got they've got unstopping, they've got unkilling, they've got uh, excluding. Like it's Ruan, Karina. Um, I, yeah, I can't remember all of them, but uh, he's, um, you know, you get some, pick up some early points with uh, uh, P&P or getting under your skin, and yeah, uh, you can spend those for attribute boosts, and yeah, one, once he gets going, it's very hard to slow that deck down. Somehow I managed to outspeed him. I was playing Delphic Starfleet on day two. Um, I was warned that... Um, Day two is going to be all disruption decks, decks that slow you down, Maki, Borg, and didn't see any of that. But um, I said, you know what? My idea how I'm going to get through day two is I'm going to try to just outspeed those. And so that was my plan. I, I said, I'll play Delphic Starfleet, and we'll just see if Samuels can get it done. Yeah. And uh, in that deck, it worked. That deck I managed to – or that – matchup uh and uh i lost to nat curtain mm-hmm. i think so i lost to uh i don't remember now what he was playing i'm not looking at it at the moment because my dashboard's not open it was <laughs> but i clicked somewhere else um but uh oh there it is <clears throat> But uh, I felt pretty good about. Um, oh, now! Oh, that's right. Nat was playing uh, D- Deep Space Nine. Um, what? Uh, what? What theme was which, he running? Which itself has a lot of uh, unstopping and unkilling, and uh, he was playing. That's right. He had. Uh, 
the centaur out and uh he was micro teaming all of his attempts uh four or five people uh he had really easy missions investigate destruction protect the escapees um were you running the same so yeah that was how no no i didn't run a kill pile that time i went with a more uh a more standard pile something i was a little more familiar with um and that worked a lot better especially against that deck because he had a lot of kill prevention so uh, yeah. I think a kill pile would have been really ineffective against him. So I, I, I didn't win the game, but uh, I think it took him a, a little longer than he expected. Uh, his his first mission, I had some lucky dilemma pulls and managed to slow him down for a while. Um, but yeah, did, did not win that one. Ended up placing 12th of the top 16, which for my first appearance, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. That's... Uh... That's pretty good. Um, that's pretty good showing. What, um, based on how you did with the deck that you brought, would you go in with the same philosophy next year? For day one or day two? For day two. Yeah, yeah. I think like like I said, the the kind of deck that gets played at day two is just not not the type of deck I'm good at. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm 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 a solver type of player, and I am for one both one e and two e. I'm not really uh, uh, I'm not really good with a with a more interactive style. Uh, plus, there's the fact that if you want to run something like Maquis or Klingons, uh, a lot of the the necessary cards are not printable, and I may not necessarily own them all. Sure. So yeah. So that that has a lot to do with it too. If it's something I, I have uh, uh, easy access to, uh, and yeah, considering I found out afterward that four of the top sixteen uh, came in with Starfleet, and Starfleet actually won. So I, I yeah, I feel a little better about it now. I, I, I think it was a good call. Just uh, had some bad luck. Um. I don't know, but you know, next next year we'll reevaluate, see what's uh, see what's working. Next year it'll be worlds; it'll be a bigger stage. That's right, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to try to come out. Um, so I played in the Infinite Diversity Draft, uh, which I won. Oh, well, that's the my night. my one. My one tournament win for the weekend. Um, that was an eight-player event, and I drafted. Um, I had, I think it was TNG Fed and Klingon were my two headquarters, and I sort of I tried to force draft more Klingons than TNG, and I don't remember why. I just I think I was just getting better Klingons. Uh, Oh and oh and I think I got I think I got clag early so I was trying to get like lots of guys with honor and officer I'm like this may never come into play but <laughs> <laughs> but why not um, but uh you know we got handed after we drafted we got handed some each of us got handed a stack of cards from a natural selection 
uh, Chris handed out these stacks and he goes, here, add this to your pool. You know, it's a couple of non-wine people, a couple of new events, new dilemmas, just, just a mix of stuff from the new set. So uh-huh. I, I, I put a couple of them in there that, you know, obviously the non-aligned stuff is going to help anybody that's in the draft, you know, more guys with skills. Uh, and, uh, I, I think my favorite card, and I don't know how good this is going to be in constructed, but this turns out to be a great limited card, uh, in delicate repairs. Um, it's a one cost event from the new set. Uh, it says you reveal your hand, and if you have at least four cards left, your opponent chooses two to discard, mm-hmm. and then you draw you draw until you get back to seven cards. So, at best, uh, it draws you five. Sure, and you would use it when you have, you know, a bad hand. So, who cares what your opponent discards? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you do it with five. You do it. You play it with five cards in hand. You have four left. Your opponent chooses two, and then you draw five. And that was that's great in a limited format where you're trying desperately to find the skills that match your missions. Yes. And uh, yeah, yeah. That that was one that that helped me a lot and uh, helped me get through the draft. Um, my last game, the finals, was against Will, and it was it felt like a rematch from <laughs> Continentals earlier in the day because he drafted he drafted Romulan, and I think he was the only Romulan player because he got every Romulan, oh. and he had Ruan and Karina, and he had Kalena for uh, excluding people. It looked just like his deck from earlier. It was scary. <laughs> He's like he seriously. He was he was everybody he came up against. He was like, "Wait, do you see this deck?" He's like, "I could play this in a constructed event." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I still don't know how I won that game. I I I think just because I played him earlier, I was still in that mindset. Like I have to really think carefully about what dilemmas I give him, and uh, and just yeah tread lightly and I somehow I managed to get through. <laughs> yeah. If you're a little more familiar with the, uh, the cards he's playing, cause he just played them that at least they're in your mind. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's easier to plan for something when you're familiar with it. Yeah. I think that, that had a lot to do with it. Otherwise I probably would have forgotten some of the abilities and some of the skills that they had, but, uh, yeah. So won that draft, and that was Saturday night. And yes, in Saturday night, I did not play triples uh, because I played Austin Powers. We will uh, we will we will schedule triples around Austin Powers next year, <laughs> so that uh, we can all go to uh, go to the Austin Powers World Championship. Um, it wasn't in my mind when I decided I was going to do Gen Con, but. Um, Sean asked me, Sean's like, now that you've decided you're going, he's like, I would really appreciate it if you would come play Austin Powers with us. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, you didn't really need to twist my arm, but I didn't own any of the cards. I went out and bought a booster box, 
and a couple of starters off eBay. Uh, how much did that set you back? Not much. The <laughs> booster box was something like, I don't know, eight, ten bucks, and then the I starter. Was really, I was really going to look around to see if they had anybody, had any for sale at the show, but it, uh, it must have slipped my mind because I didn't, I didn't see anything while I was looking. I think I saw them one place. I don't remember what the price was. But yeah, no, I bought them on eBay uh, ahead of time. And yeah, the booster box was like eight or ten bucks. And I found starters for a dollar each. And I bought a bunch of them because, I mean, they're all fixed. They're all the same cards. But um, the idea was I was going to try to get my local players to try it. And they would all, you know, that way they would each have a starter and I could throw in a couple boosters and, and, uh, practiced it before we got to Gen Con. That never happened. Could not get anybody to try it. Uh, I got I got one player to play it, but, you know, you can't really play one-on-one. It's just not the same game. And, yeah, could never get a, could never get a group going to try it. Uh, one person in particular didn't like the movies, could not care less. <laughs> so that, yeah. So basically, I mean, I threw a deck together, but I went in blind. And, uh, Crazy games. I mean, it it was a lot of fun. I mean, the gameplay really was not important. It's just the interaction. Um, I mean, we got we kind of got started late anyway. There were a lot of new players that had never done it before. So Sean Sean was running the event. Sean had you know was teaching everybody how to play. Um, A lot of Trek players, but not all Trek players. Some people are outside track and just come and play out, you know, come play their own games and they come and play Austin powers every year. Um, but yeah, we drew 20. We had to split, nice. into, we split into four tables and, and it's just like, it's just like triples. You play, uh, you play two rounds at one table and then, uh, you reorganize and you have a top table and then, you know, split into lesser pods for uh, a second group, a second game. Uh, of two rounds and uh, I did not make the top table. I think I made the second table, Hmm. Um, which, uh, which I, yeah, I, I, you know, altogether, I think I placed somewhere in the middle, like it, you know, but, but it was fun. You know, every time you play a card, uh, you quote something from the movie and, you know, you quote something and then somebody else quotes something and it, it's, yeah. Uh, what, when's the last time you, you watched those movies? I watched the second movie a couple weeks before Gen Con just as a refresher. Get in the frame of mind. Exactly. Like, I need, like, because some of these cards actually require you to say the quote. They're like, oh, do your best impression of this character. So... Yeah, I I specifically watched that movie because that that movie's the one that the the game is based on. So yeah, I, I watched it. And like I, I need to remember some of the stuff that happened in this movie. Um, and you know, people would just go off on tangents, <laughs> rattling off scenes from the movie. I I got a round of applause at one point because somebody played a card called Evil Rap. There's a there's a scene in the movie where Doctor Evil raps to the tune of just the two of us. Uh-huh. And I did the rap. Bravo. And that, yeah, that got a round of applause, not just from my table, from the whole room. Where did you guys end up playing? 
we had a meeting room booked in the hotel in the in the oh, JW nice. Marriott. So, so was there a, was there an entry fee to cover the cost of that? Um, there was yeah, it was uh, two two generic tickets. I think four dollar oh, fee. So this was an official event, and oh yeah, nice. Yeah, it was a, it was an actual Gen Con event. It just took place at the hotel. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, that's how. Uh, that's how wow. it was. Who, ended up, uh, who ended up winning? Um, I don't remember his name. It, it was not a Trek player, but it, it was the same person that won last year. It was a repeat winner. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe he'll post his deck list somewhere and we can. Uh, probably I, not. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like I told Rogue, I, I think I've got a, a deck built because. Uh, at some point, I came across a starter and a couple of boosters, and we put something together. I can't say that I've ever actually played it, but it's in one of these boxes around here. So I've got a year to find it. It's it's crazy fun. It's you know it doesn't like I said it doesn't really matter what deck you're playing. Uh, you know I I brought my cards with me and just put the deck together on the fly like a couple hours before and. You know, it, it, it's just the experience is just having a good time. And yeah, uh, I guess I, I hear it's better with alcohol. There, there wasn't any this time. I would imagine so. Yeah. Maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was that was a long night because we, we got started late and we didn't end up finishing until two in the morning. And then I had to go back to the hotel room and build a cool deck. Which I know yes, you, I th- you, you opted out of. I did, and I'm going to put that deck in my pocket and bring it next time. So, I, I hope it gets played somewhere. Yes, I'm, I, some it will. I will build this deck because it is, uh, it's going to be awful, but it will be fun. <laughs> and I, I won't say anything about it, but uh, I, I I had uh, before Austin Powers, I, I had dinner with uh, with you and Charlie, and that was where you came up with the idea for the deck, and we were kind of brainstorming while we were sitting around <laughs> waiting for food. <laughs> well, like oh, you can use this card, you can use this card. Just coming up with with uh, you're trying to make it printable so that because you know well, I didn't bring this and well I have this card I can I can loan you this. <laughs> well, we'll see if anything gets uh, in any virtual set between now and next year that happens to help that deck. <laughs> I I I doubt it, <laughs> but you never know. You never know. Uh, well, well, if you end up on another design, maybe you can sneak something in, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I came back and I was shocked. I like, he's, uh, I'm like, he's not really going to be up late building a deck for the cool tournament. And then I got back to my hotel room and you were not there. I'm like, I, uh, we, after where did the, he go after the triples event? Uh, someone broke out Cards Against Humanity. And we sat down and played for a good two hours or so. We, we, did, we were making so much noise, random people were walking up and joining us. It was, it's always a, it's always a, a 
fun game, especially after you know one o'clock in the morning when everything's funny. Which I have I have yet to try that, but I've heard a lot about it, and I would like to. It is a it is as advertised. It's a game for horrible people, and the more horrible you are, the funnier it is, and it's yeah. absolutely amazing. We're at at home. We're uh, we've played you know Dungeons and Dragons and Magic forever, and that's been like the, the two games that our playgroup does. And then I, I brought Trek in uh, early last year, and now we're trying to branch out a little more. And I, you know, try to do some more tabletop gaming. And I, uh, although I picked up. Mostly I've picked up card games. Uh, we've been playing Munchkin and we've been playing Flux. And so that's definitely on the list. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, getting everyone together and then, you know, actually getting the game. Uh, and uh, and that's not one I can play with the kids. That... No, no, certainly not. <laughs> that's Munchkin. one that gets... That's the one that gets brought off from the high shelf after the kids go to sleep. That's right. That is that is a late night game. Munchkin and Flux, my kids can play, and they have fun with that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I actually did. I was I stayed up late and uh, built this. Uh, the cool tournament was one that uh, I did not get around to building a deck for before we left. I just ran out of time. Uh, I think I had an idea for one at some point and it just didn't really materialize into a full deck. So I decided I brought a lot of sealed product with me. Like I, I keep a lot of sealed product for prize support. Uh, and I brought a lot of, a lot of it with me. I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe I can use it as trade bait or something. Uh, and I ended up deciding that my cool tournament deck, was going to be, I was going to open up one of every sealed product that I have, one of every booster pack, and one of every 1E starter that I have. Uh, and that was going to be my card pool, and I was going to build the deck out of that. And how did that go? Uh, not well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had... I had almost every 1E pack except for some of the rarer ones. And I had a Voyager starter and a Premier starter. And I opened some 2E packs because why not? Could be some backwards compatible stuff in there. Um, I I won the... Um, what is that called? Adversaries Anthology. I won that playing the draft. Uh, so I opened that up. I'm like, I'm going to call this a sealed product and this, this entire box will be part of my card pool. It helped a little bit. I mean, there were a couple of ships and matching commanders I could use. Would you get uh, like a dozen cards out of the starters and boosters in the sealed pack in there? Yeah. So I, uh, I ended up with, it was like a crazy half alpha quadrant half delta quadrant build it was like three of each mission and it was kazons and klingons and it's basically the klingons were on one side of the quadrant doing their own thing and the kazons were on the other side doing their own thing but i actually had a way for them to travel uh, across quadrants if they needed to um i don't know oh, i think i had um oh, i don't i don't remember now what I had, uh, 
Yeah, I don't remember now what I had. I know I had a way. Oh, I had a quantum slipstream drive. That was one okay. of them. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, there, there, there were ways to get across quadrants, and I think I had a wormhole or something. Uh, but so yeah, but it was it was going to be a horrible deck. I mean, I had no play engines in it. It was a basically play one, draw one. I think I had a defend home world and assign sport personnel. So it was at least a little bit of downloading. Uh, I had a ship, uh, the Garoth with a built-in download, and, but that was, that was about it. And then we ended up having an odd number of players, so I didn't play in it anyway because I was TDA. Okay. Fair, so, fair I, so I was up till 3.30 and then did not actually use the deck that I built. Uh, you know what? That was okay, though. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a rumor that Charlie was going to play one of the playtest decks and then swear everyone to secrecy who he played against. Yes. But apparently that never materialized. That didn't happen either, yeah. Well, he... I don't think he... I don't think he got there in time, or he kind of... Yeah, he didn't... He didn't... Yeah, he didn't get his deck ready. Same thing. He didn't have it ready in time. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I think Sunday morning. I think everyone was a little uh, a little slow to get get ready and get down to the con. Yeah, uh, I think I was the last one out. I think I locked the door behind me, and uh, I was the last one out of our room. And I did not make it down in time for much of anything. But I had a bunch of errands to run anyway before right started in the afternoon. So right, I don't. I, I think there were two tournaments, two one tournaments that I would have liked to play in, but. Uh, just so I can get more hits on my video deck, but yeah, it's okay. I, I, yeah. I certainly played enough. I had no shortage of, of tournament play over the weekend. Definitely. Yeah. You know, there were a couple I, I missed too. And there were some times where I could have jumped into a game and I'm like, and, and I just thought, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of beat, you know, uh, my, I'm just mentally drained and I don't think I can sit down and play three more hours of one E or whatever, you know? Uh, but um, the I'll, I'll talk about the cool tournament for a minute because that uh, I didn't play in it. I uh, ran it, but it was a lot of fun. Did you get to judge it? I judged it. Yes. Nice. I, well, I, I I ran the event and I was one of the judges. Um, I think the other judges, Charlie, was one of the judges, and I think Neil. Judges for coolness, not judges for you know rules things, right? Correct. I was judge. I judged for both. Yes. Um, but there there were some really neat decks, and we took a couple of pictures because in these cool tournaments, these crazy game states happen. Uh, I took a picture where uh, David Bowling played against his son, and they finished setting up. And then you hear, hey, come here, come here, come here. you got to see this. And I look over, and the space line is uh, Aid Clone Colony, followed by 22 space. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just shaking my head like, I don't even know. <laughs> and uh, can you imagine? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> After as much trouble as I had splitting my 18 dilemmas into 10 uh, space missions, yeah, because you can't 
even seed under all of them. You have to just pick and choose. Right, and it's and it's open, so like they're all legitimate targets. Now, I don't think either of them were playing Borg. Oh, okay. Well, that makes it certainly. <laughs> I don't remember what David was doing. I remember that Andrew was trying to kill Kovathal as many times as possible. Yes, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> he was cloning him and killing him. Yeah. What was was David? He had no personnel in his deck. I think that's he, right. David had no nouns. Right. All he was doing is just canceling and trying to get five points for being cool and playing just, just. Yeah, I think he ran. I think he ran like some Q, uh, Q flashes and cards that could give him points. It was all. It was all stuff where an opponent had to choose to give him points, and that was the only way he had to score points. But oh man, I. Yeah, I took a picture of that row of space. And then I took a picture of a game where uh, Michael Moskop was playing against somebody. Um, I'm going to look now because this was, this was interesting. Um, I want to say it was Jason Beyer. Um Cool tournament. There we are. I think it was was Jason Beyer that he was playing against. Um, But uh, this was another one where somebody yelled out, hey, you've got to see this. And I came over and uh, Spot had just pounced on Porthos. (laughs) Brilliant. All right, win. <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing. Spot versus Porthos. Somehow, somehow, they not only got them both into play, they got them onto the same ship. So, yeah. And 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 one of them attacked the other, and then the following turn, Porthos chased Spot. <laughs> like, that is fantastic. I said, now you just need to bring the fish in. And Spot can eat the fish. <laughs> they didn't have the fish, but um, Michael was—I uh, think you know—Ken won uh, the cool tournament as far as just straight play. But Michael was the one that was judged the coolest, uh, and he won his second year in a row. Um, and his deck was called Family Vacation. Um, it was basically, he, he described it as he had seen the movie, um, National Lampoon's Vacation or one of the vacation movies and decided to build a deck with that as the theme. So the missions were all vacation spots like Risa. Uh, you had the, um, the Royale Casino mission, (laughs) um, study hole in space. He called that the Grand Canyon. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember all of them. That was that was the idea. Was that they were all vacation spots, and then the personnel in the deck were all families. He's like every family you could think of is in this deck. The Wildmans are here. Data and 
uh, War, uh, Lore and Dr. Soong and uh, Bolana, Tom, and Morale. Wow. And the O'Briens. Yeah. He was very thorough. So all the families were in there. And then he had, he's like, well, you got to have the hotel staff. So here we've got Guy Intending Bar, and we've got Dick Fontaine, and we've got a waiter, and, <laughs> and we've got the bellboy. The bellboy was there. And uh, I didn't really look so much through the dilemma pile, but he, uh, the dilemmas. But he said that all the dilemmas were were things you might encounter during a vacation. And then to complete the deck, he was wearing uh, a Donald Duck hat with with like Donald Duck feet sticking out as ears, and then he had Mickey Mouse uh, on his shirt. So yeah, so his outfit was part of the deck. I'm like. And, and, and I knew that had to win. I'm like, he put so much thought into this deck. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's a lot of effort to go into something like that. When you're planning your wardrobe based on the pool tournament, that's uh, that's a heck of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And Michael, you know, he 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 won it last year too. He's one of the most, you know, he's one of the most creative people. Uh, in the game, I think and you, you can you can tell that by by looking at some of these decks. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> what uh, what was weird, the grand prize? Weird game. Uh, oh, um, the grand prize was, and he he got this last year too. Uh, the grand prize is that you get to design a card for an upcoming set. Neat. Yeah. Did, did he say if his previous card had been made? Um, I believe his previous card is still in the file, but has not yet been made. Okay. Um, like I heard, I heard about it. Uh, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, so I can't. Okay. Uh, I, I know that I, I know that it. So I won't. Right. I know that it's not out yet, but I think that it's. It's 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 coming or it's it's somewhere in the file like it, it, it it's gonna get there it's just yeah it's been through uh it's been through some revision so yeah it has not yet been released but now he's got another one to work on <laughs> I wonder if it will be I wonder if it will be something related to his deck well see that would make sense yeah that would be perfect uh so yeah so after the cool tournament we uh Played Triples Continentals, and uh, I'm blown away, by the way. 40 players for Triples. That was amazing. I, you know, I expected 30, you know, I expected 35 for 2E. We got 37. You know, that's about right. You know, we had like 30 pre-registered, so I I expected mid-30s for that. Triples, I had no idea. I was not expecting anywhere near what we actually got. And, and even then we had, we had, uh, new players, but not a lot of new players. Just everybody came back Sunday and said, let's play triples. Yeah. No, it was a good time. I particularly yeah. liked, uh, one of the, one of the ladies who learned grabbed a deck and got made to the top table. That was awesome. Yeah. She was a uh, first game. She was at my table. Um, uh, I think we, we were groups of five. I don't remember everybody that was at my table. It was her, me, uh, Eric Beach, and Amber. 
and oh, and uh, James Hoskin, I think. I think that was the five at, at, at my first table. And yeah, and uh, she won that event. Well, we had a we had a really long round four, and just one of those long death march rounds. And Eric, Eric was scorekeeping, and he lost track of time. And he's like, you know, I think we're up around an hour, so we're just going to finish this round and then we'll say we're at time. So yeah, she ended up going out and scored a lot and then took the table. <laughs> uh, I, I think in, in our round, I had, I had Dave bowling in my table and he went on to win the whole thing. So yeah, yeah. I wasn't getting out of that. I also had uh, Josh sheets at my table and he, since he had won a regional, he had a hundred thousand head start. So, oh, nice. Yeah, he jumped. I think my score was just ahead of him until he reminded me of that, and then he leapt in front of it. So I wasn't even, <laughs> I wasn't even second place in our table. That head start that just applies to the first table, right? The first, yeah, exactly. uh, the first game. Yep. And then second table, you're on your own. Yeah, nice. and like, what was it? Bowling was playing poison, right? Poison won the day. I think so. Uh, I don't know. He wasn't. He wasn't at either of my tables, so yeah, I didn't I didn't get a look at his deck. Play more antidote. Um, yep. Or replicate. I like replicate. I do like replicate, and uh, I think I need to play more of it. It's a fun card. I just I remember the first time the first time I built a deck coming off of uh, the release of that set. I I played locally and I played a deck that was all cards from that set. And Replicate was the big winner because the rest of the group, the play group had not really looked at the cards yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they, uh, you know, they, they had decks that they had already built and brought. And I'm like, Hey, here's the set. And I just handed out a bunch of cards. I'm like, do you want to put any of these in, into your deck? And, you know, and some people took a few cards and added them in. And, uh, but yeah, Replicate was not really looked at. And so, they found out very quickly that replicate was pretty good because every time they tried to target me with something, yeah, replicate would hit. Uh, it, I I had the most fun with people that were running Kapla because <laughs> Kapla yes. kept getting my replicate. That's awesome, which is horrible for them because that means they're not going to get any points, and if they miraculously do, it's going to be nothing, you know, worthless. Yeah, but and I get an extra play. You get an extra play. I. My favorite is uh, Avalanche. They get to pitch two. I get to pitch two. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so, yeah. Be careful with the replicate player. Uh, so, I told you uh, my my favorite event was probably the the seal, just because you know getting to getting to teach new players and. Uh, seeing their excitement. Um, did you have a, did you have a favorite event of the weekend? I really did enjoy the one E continentals. Um, as, as rough of a road as it was through the last three Borg players. Um, I felt like I had, uh, I had a fun deck that I was playing and I was doing reasonably well with it. Um, I came, I, I had my own buy, uh, for the first round. So right. I really wanted to go, I really wanted to get two wins on the day, <laughs> and uh, 
and that and, uh, and, uh, I got him. So that was good to see. Um, but that was kind of nice. Yeah, uh, yeah, eight and eight, eighth place out of thirty is not bad at all. Yeah, I felt like uh, I didn't prepare as well as I could have for a big event like that. Um, there were a few changes. I only played the deck deck once, really. Mm. Um, but my opponents were great. Um, I had I had a great time, and uh, I think it's. I think it's important for the people who are working on the game to play in high-level events. Sure, sure. Just so they're, uh, you know, taking part in the game, not just, uh, you know, sitting back from the sidelines. I, I think that's, I think that's important. Yeah. Be active in the community. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, I, I don't, I don't feel bad having missed out on that one. I did, I did have a deck for it. I don't know how well it would have done. Uh, it's. Yeah, I uh, there was a there was a deck going around that was a Bajoran, uh, a Bajoran solver with a little bit of Federation, and I know that Ken has won events with it, and uh, Danny uh, from England has won some events with it, and so I sort of modified that a little bit and brought that, and it probably would have done well, but I don't know that it would have done well against all that Borg. Just because I'm not experienced with how to play around Borg. Yeah. Yeah. I almost think that my Vidian deck would have done better because I would have been in another quadrant. Out um, of the way, yeah. The, the bowling space would have been an impediment for himself and not for me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I would have just rifled through a couple of missions that were right next to each other. <laughs> I only had to go to the Alpha Quadrant once, and I don't have to move when I get there, so that would have been fine. Yeah, uh, and against uh, against Curtis's Bork, he, he said he could have come to the Delta Quadrant to get me, uh, which would have been interesting because then he would have to go back, and it would have been a lot slower for him. Was uh, his deck the more uh, the more aggressive one? Certainly, yeah. He yeah. his his whole intent was I'm going to battle you. I'm going to assimilate species and get enough points so that I only have to do two other objectives. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen decks that work both ways. I've seen decks that are that are more uh, just space and solvers. Like I'm going to do a home world in the particle and, and, uh, and yeah. And then there's, there's the kind that just is more interactive and just comes right after you and cripples you. And uh, yeah, I mean, until you, until you, you, you you really, it's really hard to play around them because you don't know, which way they're going to go until they start moving, and you got to try to play around every style. And really, now that they have, when the first set came out, you know, first contact, it was one or the other. When you know, enhanced first contact came out, you got a few more tools. When the board came out, they got a lot more tools. And now, I feel like you can switch gears at the drop of a hat. I know Ken keeps talking about uh, the Ferengi battle deck was really good because they're really good at battle, but as soon as they are not battling, they're really good at solving missions. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that Borg deck is just as good. There are a ton of dilemmas that they just laugh at because they're blank against the Borg. Sure. And if you come near them, an interrupt away from having your ship just de- de- devastated, uh, or your fleet devastated, you know, yeah. because they can attack everything at once. Uh, and they can now that they have uh, that Federation flagship was it recovered that lets you download another cube. Yep. 
if I if they lose their cube, they have another one, and all their people are back, and you've lost all of your ships and all of your people, and you can get maybe one of them back, but that's going to be a lot of rebuilding. They're very solid, very good. Yeah, yeah, they're. Well, like I said, my my only concern with with you know the the reason I haven't played board myself, well, besides the fact that you know it's very very complicated and everything has to be done in a certain order and you need to, you know, based on a situation, you need to know what to get, what drone to download. And, you know, that's kind of complicated, but also all the setup time involved uh, and all that downloading take, takes a lot of time. And uh, the way I would play, there'd probably be a lot of modified wins. There probably wouldn't be a lot of full wins for me. You definitely need to be intimately familiar with all the personnel in your deck and definitely. know what order things have to be done in for the mo- for the most efficient, you know, uh, play play this to download this and then use your play your normal card play to do this. Um, there are a couple. I, I was interested to see both two of my three opponents at least, uh, Curtis and and Dave Bowling, were both playing the opposite of my style, which was use the first contact queen and never draw a card. Everything's a download. You get exactly what you want when you need it. Whereas mm-hmm. they were drawing a lot of cards. Instead of converting uh, card plays into card draws, I'm uh, sorry, so instead of converting card draws into downloads, they were converting everything into card draws and then drawing a bunch of cards and then using the, uh, like, awaken and uh, activate subcommands to get more more drones. That's that's sure, that's, sure. that's a play style that's, that I am unfamiliar with. It was interesting to see that the engine goes both ways. You know. Yeah, yeah, but it can, I can see it, how, how. Yeah, I could I could totally see it working that way though. You, yep. you use subcommands as your play, or fire some awakens to go get more drones and download them that way. Plus, they're all still good probes. They've got all the icons on them. Exactly. Um. So it doesn't really hurt having them in the deck. Um. Yeah, uh, I haven't, I haven't, just I haven't played a lot of board because, yeah, a lot to set up. Uh, uh, I played, a, I played against the twelve space a couple times online, the twelve space version, because I played Neil when he was uh, innovating the deck, and then I played Matt Kirk once or twice, and he was running the deck. Uh, it's just scary <laughs> yeah in fact uh i think dave said after our game I, I said you know what do you think about this whole uh you know 10 space 12 space thing you think that's uh that's good for the game and he said honestly i'm surprised it's still legal <laughs> yeah at first i was like you know i don't I don't think it's it's that big a deal, but now, yeah, I'm not sure. Now, I've seen so many Borg decks, and I know they weren't all 12-space Borg decks, but having seen that much Borg uh, in the environment, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, I think if I'd, uh, if I'd played that event, I would have been so drained by the end of it. You know, I was tired enough just having to focus on 2E and... Uh, I don't think I could have sat through five hours of that. I, or, I, think, I guess I think six hours. Next year, the plan will be you, you you go with four strong dilemma combos, and the last two are you know not auto solves for the opponent, but 
those those six cards are going to be tools that you use to build better combos if you think the opponent's playing Borg. You got to have because most of the time I got I've got three card combos. I put two under your space mission. I put two under your planet mission, and my two duels go wherever else I think you're going. Right. But uh, I, I never, I hardly ever make my dilemma dilemmas on the fly in in one e because I spend a lot of time crafting these combos. I'm using them. I'm not going to change them up. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. I have them ready. Yeah. But if if I'm sitting down and it's, and it's likely that my opponent's playing Borg, I think I think that the smart play is is to have a little bit of flexibility so you can throw a couple of cards that, you know, they have to adapt to. There's there's no getting around them. That that'll give you an extra turn. You know, and, yeah. and one or two turns maybe all you need, especially in one E. Yeah, I think I think uh having seen so much Borg in this event that I think that it's something you really have to be prepared for next time out, uh, next year, or even possibly this year at Worlds. Uh, that's something people have to be uh, prepared for. Be ready to face them. Because the board are everywhere. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember if there was anything. I think we've, we've covered most of the events. Uh, I... Did want to say, uh, you know, most for the most part, I really enjoyed the experience of Gen Con. Uh, the main reason I, you know, I, I played in a lot of events, which was great. Uh, I ran some events, which was also fun. Uh, but the main reason I wanted to go up there was to get to meet everybody. You know, get get because I haven't traveled outside of Florida for an event. Uh, so there were, a, there are a lot of people that I played online or I've chatted with that I wanted to get out there and, and meet for the first time, either at a table or just, or just, uh, you know, say hi and chat with. And, uh, that, that for me was the, the best part of the trip. Uh, you know, uh, I got to meet you and Matt and Charlie, uh, from San Diego. Uh, you know, one of one of the big core groups. Uh, I'm, you know, uh, I met uh, Chris Donati and Neil. Uh, Michael Moskop was really cool. I, uh, I, I was, I was bummed that Corbin didn't get to come out, but he says, he says maybe next year. So, but it's funny. This the Gen Con kind of turns into feels like a reunion every year you know we're all getting back together again a lot, yeah. of, a lot of familiar faces you meet people that you've you've at least chatted with online you know maybe you've heard their voice over over skype for a tournament but you know finally put a face with the name that's uh it's a good time yeah i i sort of i sort of got that impression and uh you know i'm going to try very hard to get out there next year and uh, I'm, I think that's that's what it's going to be like for me. Is yeah, getting to, getting to see everybody again, uh, and maybe you know a few people that I that I didn't get around to meeting, or they you know they didn't get to make it. Like you know, hey, hopefully Corbin comes out next year. Uh, Rogue didn't come out. Maybe Rogue will come out next year. You know, yeah, he was would, would be cool. not coming out. Yeah, and even even as you know, everyone was coming and going. There were still a couple of people that I didn't get to. I didn't get to shake hands with because I see a lot of names on a lot of packages that come through the warehouse. And, exactly. And I, I, 
it's it's oh it's uh, you know it's, it's uh, Richard New I I know who you are now or right uh, you know just, but there was there was there's always one or two people that I I hear a name and I see somebody walking away I'm like I just missed them <laughs> yeah I'll see them tomorrow and but, there were uh, a lot of there were a lot of people like that that I would sit down with to play a game and they'd be like hi I'm so and so I'm like okay and they're like I'm so and so on on the forums I'm like oh all right I know yeah. who you are now like like I haven't played against you before. I'm, you know, we've never talked, but I've seen your name, so I'm familiar with you. Okay, now I have, you know, <laughs> now I got it. There, there was a lot of that, so you know, a lot of the community made it out, which was fantastic. Yeah. Let this be an advertisement for next year, biggest, uh, biggest Gen Con yet. Should be good. I, I hope so. I hope it will be, and uh, you know, I've, I, I keep trying to hammer this at people next year is the 20th anniversary of the Star Trek CCG. And I really hope we can do something special for that. You know, if, if nothing less than let's make it the best, uh, world's attendance that we can, that we can, that we can make it. But yeah, I'm really excited about next year. Yeah. Should be fun. I'll be there. Definitely. I'll, uh, I, I will try my very hardest and maybe next year I can bring some people with me. I think, we'll uh, something we've been trying to do for the last few years is have, I, cause I know Charlie did a kind of a Q and a with the chairman, like a number of years back. I think it was in Chicago, uh, to, to be able to sit down and record a, an episode of our podcast. That would be awesome. We could do that. Um, I, I don't, I feel like it's going to require us bringing equipment, which like live at Gen Con. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I wanted to do something like that myself. I wanted to. Uh, I was hoping to like get do some interviews while I was there. Uh, uh, we couldn't make it work as far as getting equipment there. Uh, you know, we, we couldn't figure out the logistics of it in time. But you know, I didn't really have time anyway with everything else I had to do. So this. This was the next best thing. It was like we did, you know, we did the roundtable. We talked about Gen Con before. I'm, you know, going to do a couple of episodes following up. I'm gonna, I want to try to get a couple of uh, uh, interviews with people that were there and talk about it a bit. So this was the next best thing. But yeah, being to be able to do something live would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you know, just be able to field questions. You mm-hmm. know, maybe interview someone and. You know, if, if there's people listening, they can ask, ask their own questions, and that's usually better than random stuff we can come up with. So, you know, that's just uh, that makes it better for everyone. Um, yeah, I would I would totally totally try to arrange something like that. So, we'll uh, we'll have to talk before we head out next year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, see see if we can get together. Uh, all right, Dan. Well, uh, we've been talking for quite a while now. So uh, I'm going to uh, bring this to a close. I uh, want to thank you for being on the show and uh, chatting, talking about Gen Con with me. Hey, I had a great yeah, I had a great time. So looking forward to do it. Looking forward to doing it again next year. And uh, again, thanks for being on the show. Fantastic, thank you. All right. So for Dan Hammond, I'm Daniel Madison uh, for Assimilate This Ending Transmission.
is copyright and trademark of CBS Paramount Studios, which has no affiliation with this podcast or trekcc.org. This podcast is for nonprofit use only. Special thanks to Hot Fiction for their theme song, Started Off, as well as additional music used during the show. Look them up at hotfiction.co.uk. Thanks also to Corbin Johnson for production assistance. For questions or comments, send a message to OK Coyote on the Trek CC forums. Until next time, this is Allison Cagle signing off for Assimilate This.